Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Uh, we've already seen, we're in Luke 2, we've already seen uh, Gabriel coming to Zacharias. Remember when Gabriel came to Zacharias and uh, how shall this be? That miracle birth in their old age, his wife uh, well stricken in years, and then God said, well, uh, I'll give you a sign. You're not going to talk for about nine and a half months. And so uh, that was the sign uh, because he did not believe. And then we saw how Gabriel also came to Mary. Remember that? Uh, if you thought that first pregnancy was, was something, that, that uh, birth, that conception in old age, uh, Mary's going to uh, have conception without a partner, a virgin birth. And, and then uh, we saw how Mary went from Nazareth uh, immediately. She left with haste to go down to the one person uh, that could relate, a lot like church. Go to the one person that could relate that also uh, had a miracle birth, Elizabeth, and, uh, and, and they encouraged each other there and for about three months. And then uh, Mary went back to Nazareth, and of course we saw John the Baptist uh, born, all the praises being uh, lifted up. And then uh, Mary and Joseph are in Nazareth. They're supposed to be in Bethlehem. Supposed to be in Bethlehem. Christ uh, is to be born in Bethlehem. And God moved on the most powerful person uh, on the planet, Caesar Augustus, to to move all the people, a census, a taxation. Uh, and so they moved from Nazareth all the way down uh, to Bethlehem. Uh, and of course, Christ in that manger, Christ, uh, maybe a dugout, kind of a cave, kind of a stable uh, type of a place. Uh, Messiah, our King of Kings, was born there, came to earth uh, in very humble uh, beginnings. Uh, and our next passage, we're going to be in the shepherd's fields, the shepherd's fields. In fact, uh, when we went as a church to Israel last month, uh, I was able to do two videos, one outside of the gate that led to the overlook down uh, into those shepherd's fields where the angels would have announced. Uh, and so then uh, the other one was a video there. But I want you to see the first video before we read in Luke chapter 2. We're right outside of the shepherd's fields where traditionally that first announcement came to the shepherds about the birth of Christ. Uh, and it's great that it was given to the shepherds that were watching their lambs about the Lamb of God that was to come to take away the sin of the world. And of course, He is our great shepherd that loves us, guides us, feeds us. What a great portrait. I had to steal that little lamb from a restaurant about to go. Anyway, uh, but um, it is a neat contrast. Shepherds tending their sheep. Uh, in fact, let's look at it, verse number 6. Verse 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She brought forth her firstborn son, Christ, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And here it is. And there were in the same country, right outside of town, uh, right outside of Bethlehem, also close to Jerusalem, uh, there were in the same country shepherds uh, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I love this story, this episode in uh, our walk, as we walk into the birth of Christ, the incarnation. Uh, but I want you to see point number one, if you will write it down, uh, the song of the angels. The first point, first half, uh, I want you to take note of the song of the angels, that message, that song 
Uh, to whom did they sing? To whom was it announced? The shepherds. The shepherds. Look at verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds. Say it with me. Shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, the shepherds. Put down underneath that, the shepherds that heard. The shepherds that heard. The first announcement, that first proclamation, that first song uh, didn't go to the dignified royalty of that day. Uh, It went to the, the disdained shepherds of that day. And I understand that the shepherds here probably cared for the temple sacrifice. They're that close to Bethlehem. They're that close to Jerusalem. But, but I also understand the Talmud says that the view of shepherds in this day uh, was much like the view that the Egyptians had, where to the Egyptians, every shepherd was an abomination to them. Uh, blue collar, outdoors, rugged, uh, some of them with records. That's the job that they had. Grizzled shepherds. Uh, that's where the first song was sung. That's where that first announcement was made. And I like the fact that that angelic choir comes from the highest and reaches to the lowest to sing about the greatest, the King of Kings. You see, that first announcement didn't come to, to that baby king, that, that King of Kings didn't come to the kings of their day. That, that first herald didn't go to King Herod, Herod, uh, the great Herod. Uh, didn't go to them. Uh, That first announcement went to some that we can relate to. Not the rich, uh, not the royal, uh, not the religious, uh, not to the righteous, because there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, Not to those that are without sin, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, And so that first song, that that first message came to them, the shepherds that heard, the shepherds that were tending their sheep. The shepherds that were tending their sheep I love how they're a perfect picture of this one that is to come, that just did, uh, born uh, in that manger. And they're also prepared people, shepherds that are tending their sheep. Verse 8, and there were in the, the same country, the same country, real close to Jerusalem, about five miles outside of town. They probably did care for the temple sacrifice, and if that be so, two times a day as they would provide the lamb in the morning and then provide the lamb in the evening and then provide the lamb in the morning and then provide the lamb in the evening. Two times a day, their minds would have to drift to Abraham with Isaac, climbing Mount Moriah. Isaac saying, behold, the wood, the fire, where's the lamb? And that's when Abraham prophesied, God will provide himself, himself. He will someday be our lamb. I think that's why John the Baptist, that one that we've talked about already, uh, uh, three months older than Jesus said, but he saw him, said, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And so that first announcement to shepherds that were tending, shepherds that were keeping their flock, the sheep, the sheep. Boy, he will be our shepherd. He will be our sheep. He will be our Lord. He will be our Lamb. I wonder if their minds ever went back to Isaiah where the Bible says, All we like sheep have gone astray. Oh, we're lambs also. We're lame lambs. Uh, We're sheep also. We're sinful uh, sheep. All we like sheep have gone astray. Turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord hath laid on him the perfect lamb of God. The lamb that would be sacrificed for us, Christ. The Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers. It was a perfect picture, a prepared people for the coming of Christ. He's going to be our sheep. He's going to be our lamb. They would think in their minds, but not only is he going to be our sheep, he's going to be our lamb. 
He's also going to be our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's our sheep. He's our shepherd. He's our lamb. He's our Lord. In fact, in John 10, we'd call him the good shepherd. In Hebrews 13, call him the, the great shepherd. In 1 Peter chapter 5, we'd call him the, the chief shepherd. And so here they are, the shepherd, sheep, boy, a perfectly prepared people for this announcement. Boy, the work that they did, the work that they did would remind them of when he would come, their devotion and their work. Look at eight. And there were in the same country, right outside of town, right outside of Jerusalem, preparing uh, that temple sacrifice, let alone Passover, the, the number of lambs, a lamb for a household, a lamb for a household, but they're in the same country. Shepherd, look at it, abiding in the field, always with the sheep, never leaving the sheep. Well, your mind has to go to when Christ said, I will never leave thee. I will never, never forsake thee. And lo, I am with you always, always, even to the end of the world. Uh, and so their, their, their devotion to their work would remind them of their always abiding, uh, abiding shepherd sheep that was to come. Well, he'll be with us. He'll be with us. Uh, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He, he leadeth, restoreth my soul, leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake, but not just green pastures and not just still waters and not just righteous paths, but even when, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's still with me, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. He's still abiding, abiding right by my side. And so their devotion to their work would remind them of him and the destination of their work. That field, that field. Look at verse 8. They're abiding, always there, never leaving. They're abiding in the field. Well, I'm glad that the Lord came to where I was because I could not get to him. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us, the fields, the fields, the world uh, is the field. Uh, the fields are white unto harvest. They're already white unto harvest. And so uh, their devotion reminds us of Christ. Their destination reminds us of Christ. Their, their diligence to the work they were doing. Look at verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch uh, over their flock by night, by night, by night. That valley of the shadow of death at night. By night, our darkest times, God's with us. I love what Steve said. God loves you right where you are. He doesn't love a future version of you. He loves you. He doesn't love a new, improved version, some, some version that someday uh, everything will be perfect. No, he doesn't love that version of you. He loves you today. Uh, that diligence, that devotion, that that, that love, the shepherd, the shepherd, the sheep, the shepherd. It was the shepherds that, that received that first announcement. Not the royal, not the rich, not the religious, not the righteous, but us. Wait, there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, uh, for all have sinned, come short of the glory. Well, all we like sheep have gone astray. Hey, we're the only type people. No wonder the shepherds were. Uh, that first group that heard that message, the shepherds, the sheep, a prepared people to receive this announcement. Look at verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. One angel, 
uh, one angel, the angel of the Lord, came upon them. And look at it, the glory, the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah glory of God, uh, the glory of the Lord. Remember the Mount of Transfiguration when he was glorified? His deity broke through his humanity and he, he, he shined like, like the noonday, like, like the sun that shines in his strength. That glory. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. Paralampo, uh, that, that incredible brightness. Here they are. They're in the black, dark night. Uh, they're, they're in pitch black. Uh, the clouds probably covering. Probably no moon even reflecting the, the light of the sun. Uh, and all of a sudden, one angel... And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, shone round about them, paralampo, all around them. I don't know how many were at the Ravens game Thursday or saw the news about it. They had this new pregame feature that had a a hologram. It was called a mixed reality media where the raven, this huge raven, flew into the stadium. Anybody read about that and just uh, see that on YouTube? They have that. And just, how, how do they do that? It was an animated, huge, huge thing uh, flying into the stadium and circling around the stadium. And just, wow, unbelievable. But it doesn't touch what happened here. Boy, this light show, this light show, uh, illuminating them all around them, shown round about them, glory of the Lord. One angel would have blown them away, never forgotten. Uh, Look at it again. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were, look at it, blown away. And they were floored. (laughs) And they were sore afraid. Listen, this rugged, blue-collar, outdoorsman kind of a guy. Boy, they were scared to death. Sore, mega, afraid, phobia. They had a mega phobia when, when everything all of a sudden changed. This one angel, the glory of the Lord, encircling them, uh, enveloping them, uh, blowing uh, them away. Uh, When the glory of the Lord came upon them, verse 10, and the angel said unto them, say the next two words, you ready? Fear not. Say it again, ready? Fear not. Same words that were said to Zacharias, fear not. Same words that were said to Joseph, be not afraid. Uh, Same words that were said to Mary, fear not, fear not, for I am with thee. Fear not for I am with thee. His presence presses out our fears. The same phrase used for these shepherds here. But listen, right up here. It wasn't just a healthy reassurance. He gave some holy reasons on why to fear not. Thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which be interpreted as God with us. God with us. He's he's born into our world. He's with us. We don't have to be afraid. Point number two, write it down. Number one, we saw the shepherds that heard that song, the shepherds that that heard that message. Number two, the scriptures they gave. Look at it, verse number 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings. It's a good message. It's good news. For uh, the Son of Man came not into the world to condemn, to condemn. That would have been bad news. To condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Boy, that's great news. That we at one time were at enmity with God, but Christ reconciled us, included us in the family. We were headed to hell. Uh, Now we have a reservation in heaven. We're a child of God. Would anybody agree that's good news? And and so here it is, the angel. The angel uh, said, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, great joy. 
Boy, it should bring great joy. No wonder we sang, go tell it on the mountain, as if we were uh, coming down the mountain on a chariot and just singing and praising and, and shouting to the Lord. Hey, it's great joy. Remember when Mary, last chapter, uh, took that trip 70 miles south to Hebron to be with uh, Elizabeth. Uh, remember the Bible says, the Bible says the babe, John the Baptist, leaped in her womb for joy. We just... Uh, had our granddaughter born, which I need to pause there for about 45 minutes. Anyway, uh, our, our granddaughter. Uh, and before she was born, you can see the baby kicking and, and, and pray for uh, Anna Grace, Abraham, Abram, Abram who sang. Anna Grace is expecting a child. When the baby starts kicking and rolling, uh, I've never seen a baby leap in the womb. And, and here, John the Baptist, when Christ was present, the baby leaped in the womb for joy. Well, I don't want to have a child that's yet to be born to be more joyous about the presence of Christ than I am. Than I am. Wait, singing and, and praising and, and, and laughing and, and rejoicing in the Lord. Good news, glad news. Look at the last part. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. It's not only good news, it's not only glad news, it's global news. Everyone, every people group. Everyone, God so loved the world, every single, hey, don't get lost in the plurality of God's love. Yes, he loves the world, but understand, he loves you. He loves you. Jesus, he loves me. He loves me. He is for me. Me personally. You personally. Uh, good news. Uh, uh, glad news. Global, global news. Boy, no wonder our Christmas Eve service is usually the biggest attended service because what happened here, what we celebrate uh, then, boy, it's great news, global news for all people. Next verse, for unto us. Unto us. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger unto you. For unto you is born this day the city of David. Unto you, for who? For you, not the rich. For you, not the royal. For you, not the religious. For you, not the righteous. Christ came for you. For unto us a child is born. Unto us. A son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Is everybody with me so far? I'm talking about the shepherds that heard, the, the song of the angels, the shepherds that heard, the scriptures they gave. Look at verse 13. It starts out pitch black, middle of the night, uh, kind of a mundane uh, uh, night like every other night. Uh, probably tripping a little bit over, trying to find their way. The, the, the sheep had already uh, laid down for the night. The shepherds, some of them dozing off. When, when all of a sudden, one angel, the glory of the Lord, enveloping them. Look at 13. And suddenly, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude, not just one, a multitude, not just one raven flying around the stadium, not just one angel there uh, singing out, preaching out, uh, sharing uh, that proclamation, but now a, a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Number three, write it down. The song that they sang. Well, use your imagination. Uh, there they are, the mundane. There they are, the routine. There they are, a, a night like any other night, dark, late, uh, dim, when all of a sudden, one angel, all of a sudden, one angel, glory of God, right about them, 
Uh, and he starts talking to them, fear not, fear not, uh, I bring you good tidings, great joy, uh, that should be to all people. But then suddenly, there was with him an innumerable, can you imagine that, that valley that the shepherds would have been in, and then the landscape all around them. In fact, the second video I'd like to show you hopefully will give you an idea what I'm talking about. And it was to those shepherds that were abiding in the field, keeping their, their watch over their flock by night, that when the angel of the Lord came upon them, one angel, the glory of the Lord shone around about them, they were sore afraid, and that one angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Uh, and then in verse 13, suddenly, it wasn't just one angel. There was with that one angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. In other places, uh, that word multitude of angels, that multitude, uh, hundreds of thousands. If you can imagine the hills behind me. Uh, this is traditionally what they would say is the shepherd's field where the shepherds were watching their sheep. The angels, if you can imagine, all across those fields. Of course, it was different back then. There was grass during that time of season. There weren't any buildings uh, during that time of uh, 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 the Bible time. Uh, but understand, this whole, this whole mountain range would have been filled with angels singing glory to God as they pronounce to the shepherds the birth of our Savior. I also think it's interesting, the adjective used, multitude, multitude. Most places when an angel shows up, God numbers the number of angels that show up. Uh, when an angel came to Zacharias, one. Uh, an angel came to Mary, one. Uh, when angels came to Abraham in the Old Testament, three, three. Uh, when Christ was saying, uh, I could have called 12 legions, 12 legions, a legion is 6,000, so uh, he numbered them. Uh, I could have called 72,000, 72,000, but here uh, it doesn't say, uh, and suddenly there was with that angel uh, three more angels or, or uh, 72,000 more angels, but a multitude, an innumerable company of angels showed up then. Can you imagine uh, that, that landscape there would have been like a, a choir loft on one side, just a lot higher, and then a choir loft on this side, just a lot higher. And a choir loft on this side, almost like an IMAX surround sound with that singing all around, all the way up, angels hovering over, singing out, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Can you imagine? There they are in the center, minding their own business for a while, and then God interrupted them. God intervened for them. And praise the Lord, God shook them with his grace and the good news, good news of the, the glad tidings of great joy. It's not just a normal announcement that took place on this night, that one of those intercom announcements on, would John Smith come to the second floor? It's not that kind of an announcement. I mean, this was an announcement unlike any other announcement, a, a happening, a happening, a, unlike any other happening, the King of Kings born, robed in flesh, to live a perfect life, display his perfection, his qualification, to die on the cross to pay for our sins. Why well, it was heralded, it was announced by angels all around, the resonance, the echoing through over the hills of glory to God in the highest. Put down number two, just quickly. The song of the angels is the, is the main thing because when you go through that, when you go through that, look at verse number 15. 
And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the angels, as suddenly as they appeared, they left, as suddenly as they appeared, roaring out praise, a mushroom cloud of praise lifting to the heavens, as suddenly as they appeared, they got away. And now there's a decision to be made. By the way, when you go through what they went through, it's a very quick decision. You don't really have to put much thought into the decision. When you go what they, through what they went through, in fact, put down number one, the action of the shepherds. Number one, they responded without a delay. Without a delay. Immediately. They made it immediately. Without a delay. It came to pass when the service was over. It came to pass when all the excitement was done. It's decision-making time. And they responded without a delay. When the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us say the word now. Now. It's a now thing. It's a now let's do. It's a now let's act. It's a now let's go. A now thing. Let's go now. Go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came, next phrase, with haste. Let us now go with haste. Let us now seek the Lord with haste. Let us now obey his word with haste. And found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And what's striking to me is typically for us, when we hear the word of God, there's a space of time before we obey the word of God. When we hear the word of God on tithing, there's a space of time Okay, do I believe it? How important is it? Can I afford it? Uh, I may need, even need to rearrange some of my budget to do it. And then finally, finally, uh, I heard the word of God. And then finally, I obey, obey the word of God for church. So many people are making decisions on, on uh, okay, church, faithfulness to church, bring our kids up in the nurture admonition of the Lord and train up a child in the way he should go. Uh, okay, I, I hear the command. But then a lot of times there's a space of time trying to figure out the schedule and trying to readjust. Someone said... Delayed obedience is disobedience. The time spent between hearing the word and obeying the word is spent in disobedience to the word. For them, boy, now, now, it's time, now, let's go, now. Uh, whether it's forgiving your enemy or uh, loving your wife or, or uh, being the kind of Christian that you should be in front of people, boy, when you hear the word about it, for them, there was no delay they didn't pause for a moment. Number two, write it down. They responded without a delay. It's a now thing with haste, a now thing with haste. Let's do it now. Uh, number two, they responded without a decision. Uh, after you go through what they went through, see what they saw, hear what they heard, there will, really wasn't a decision to be made. Look at verse number 10. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Look at it. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find, ye shall find. Hey, notice it doesn't say, if you decide to go, you'll find. Or uh, if you debate it out and try to figure it out, and then someday, uh, once you rearrange your schedule, someday, uh, once you figure out who's going to tend the sheep as your God, someday, no, uh, there wasn't even a consideration to that. It's ye shall find, ye shall find. You're going to go. You're going to go uh, without a decision, a no-brain decision, no one. But well, you're absolutely going to go. Look at verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go. They said, uh, they didn't ask, they didn't uh, talk among themselves, they didn't uh, debate it, they didn't query uh, about it. They said, let's go now with haste. And again, uh, I, I really do think one of the biggest hindrances to us obeying the word of God 
uh, is the fact that we're debating among ourselves. We're, we're considering it, thinking about it. Church attendance, a lot of people decide whether they're going to church. They decide on Sunday morning whether they're going to go to church. Okay, how's the weather? Uh, did I work late? Do I feel good? Okay, now I'm going to decide. Boy, if you decide every Sunday morning, you're setting yourselves up to make the wrong decision. Some make the decision on Saturday night. Okay, Saturday night, I'm going to worship. Boy, I need to worship. I need to make sure that it's a priority. Uh, Listen, you're still having a weekly decision on whether to obey God or not. Uh, I made one decision when I got saved. When I trusted Christ, uh, when I saw that he purchased the church with his blood, when he said not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, the matter of some is, but but, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. Boy, I decided then church is going to be a part of my life. Uh, giving, giving, how's the budget, okay? Uh, I'm commanded to tithe, I'm, uh, I'm commanded to give, uh, how's the budget? Hey, the reason I like automated recurring giving, automated, Steve talked about online, you can do automatic, automated recurring giving, it takes the decision out of it. Uh, a paycheck drops, the tithe goes. A paycheck drops, the offering goes. A paycheck, and I don't have to worry about making the wrong decision. I don't have to worry about, uh, okay, uh, no, they, they responded without a delay. They responded without a decision. Without a decision, a, a no-brain decision, of course we're going to go. Well, after hearing the gospel and hearing that, that Jesus came into the world to die for your sins, well, there's no decision. Of course we're going to trust Christ. Of course, I'm not going to put my faith in in sacraments or religion. uh, Or he wouldn't have come if I could get saved that way. I'm going to put my faith, of course, no decision. Of course, I'm going to trust Christ for salvation. Number three, write it down. They responded, number one, without a delay. They responded, number two, without a decision. Number three, they responded without a doubt. Without a doubt. No doubts whatsoever. Look at verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, they didn't ask, they, they said one to another, let us now go. Uh, it's an immediate, no delay. Let us now go. Even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, here it is, which is come to pass. They didn't say, let's go see if it's going to come to pass. Let's go see uh, if it's true that it did come to pass. Let's go see this thing, which is, which is, uh, when God said it to them, it's a fact. It's a fact. Let God be true and every man a liar. By the way, uh, you see the contrast of this in, in Zacharias when, when the Lord said, I've heard your prayers. Uh, you're going to have a child. When Zacharias said, how shall this be? I'm old. My wife well-stricken in years. Uh, remember what God did to him. He said, okay, here's one of the signs. You're not going to say another word until that child's born. Nine and a half months. Didn't say a word. Uh, and then when he finally did, it was pure praise being lifted up to God. They responded without a doubt, without a doubt. They knew, full assurance, by faith, by faith. They responded without a doubt. Number four, write it down, we're done. They also, and by the way, again, when you see all that they saw, when you hear all that they heard, when you were a part of all that they were a part of, this second half is easy. This second half is, is, doesn't even need to be talked about without a delay, of course, with, with, without a decision, of course, with, without a doubt, of course. And then number four, They responded without a disappointment. Look at verse number 16. And they came with haste and found, and found just like they said, and found just like the angel said, and found just like God's word said. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. 
Why, they couldn't keep this good news, this glad news, this global news to themselves. Uh, they, 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 they shared it abroad. They, they made known abroad to the person that worked next to them, to the family member in the house waiting for them, uh, to, to the friend that they passed uh, on the street. Why, they made known abroad. Hey, Christmas Eve is, is next Tuesday, a week from Tuesday. Why, share with your family, have them out. Share with your coworker, have them out. Uh, share with a neighbor, invite them out. Tell them how, how uh, you got saved, how someone told you the gospel. Hey, share the gospel with him. Boy, I, I, I remember, 18 years old, I'd never heard the gospel, and then someone told me how Jesus Christ came to earth to die for my sins. Well, I'll never forget that day. I bowed my head, opened my heart, received Christ, and it's never, I've never been the same since. They made known abroad. Tell people about it. Share with people about it. There's not a wrong person to invite. There's not a wrong person to tell because it's good news, glad news to all people. Look at verse 20. And the shepherds returned. Remember how the night started? The night started. Here we go again. Same old, same old. The mundane, our duty, our job. It's dark. They're asleep. Let's nap. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. One angel, glory of the Lord, shone round about them everywhere. That message about good tidings, uh, great joy, uh, global news, global news to all people. And then suddenly, uh, there was with that angel a multitude of heavenly hosts boy, just encompassing them on the, those risers of that, that landscape, the risers of those, those ridges as all of those angels were, were just pouring up, lifting up glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. They went right away to see what had happened. The Lord Jesus Christ, Messiah, Emmanuel. And they returned, look at it, glorifying and praising God. Glorifying and praising God. Glorifying and praising God for all things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. I think one of the challenges in Christmas is, first, it can get so busy that, that Christ gets displaced in our giving. Christ gets displaced in our reading and praying. Christ gets displaced in our, in our devotion, and that shouldn't be that way. I think the other thing that happens is we end up spending so much focus on self, so much focus on self with others having family time and others having, having a great time and uh, and then the spending of this time, uh, having the pinch of, uh, of, uh, of self, and a lot of times because we're focused the wrong way. But they weren't focused on another day, focused on, boy, it's dark, focused on, here we go again. Boy, all of a sudden, their focus had to be on all that God was doing, an angel, an innumerable company of angels, the praises and the worship that, that there was glory to God, giving glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And then, immediately, they followed and went to where the Lord Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ coming to earth for us, for you, made all the difference in the world. I like the fact that, that our church forces us to focus on others. We have the survival bags during this time for the homeless, those that are most vulnerable. I love the fact that we have that Noel gift project, which, uh, again, I, Shelton's, the Tanners, as a family, they came out, they made a very intentional effort to show their kids. It's not about us, it's about others. It's about, it's about helping and blessing other people, but then also, 
It's not about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that's why we have a Christmas Eve service. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we have a Christmas offering, uh, a, a gift that we give to Jesus, the body of Christ, uh, for, 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 for his glory and for his praise is because it forces us to keep our view where it should be, not on I gave you this, you give me this, and here my, me, mine, and what I want, what you want, and uh, the merchandising, the commercialization of Christmas. No, no, it should never be that way. It's about others, and it's ultimately about the Lord Jesus Christ. And they returned glorifying and praising God for all things that he did for them, all things that they had heard and seen. Well, let's decide today that that we're going to make this a Christ-centered Christmas here at Rosedale and here in our lives. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.